Chapter 6 Wyatt Walker This is the story of Martin Luther King and the struggle to get black people recognized as human beings with the same rights as white people. Slavery had been abolished a long time ago. And yes, they weren't slaves, but they were definitely third-class citizens. They had different things they were allowed to use. Different restrooms. Restaurants. They just weren't a normal white person, basically. Didn't have the rights. And they wanted to change things around. Martin Luther King is the figurehead, the spokesperson. But White Walker was one clever man. I think this chapter is harder to digest for many people. Because it brings up the idea of Things that we've always thought were wrong as being right, or at least acceptable. So to start off, let's talk about Br'er Rabbit. Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, arch enemies. Br'er is the word attached before these animals, and it's a story that a lot of African-Americans told. It's all these folklore they had. And Br'er Rabbit was a trickster wasn't good at very much, but he was very cunning, very tricky, and that was a positive thing. And he would trick Burr Fox. But the thing is, it sounds okay in a story I read as a kid, no big deal. But when you take it to real life, when it becomes immoral, as in you're breaking laws, you're breaking rules, you're breaking your moral code, is that still okay? I think we need to delve into something different the normal power. Normally power is from above. You say you have a position of power. If you're the subordinate, then it seems like you would have a position of unpower, right? But I think there's something to be said about the power of the subordinate. Remember taking a class in college about minority influence. There is such a thing. But the basic gist of it is that the minority has a lot of power, even though they think they would not. In a society like a, quote, democracy where majority rules, right? It doesn't matter if you have 51% or 90%, but you get to make the rules. But the power of the subordinate is a different type of power. And if you just think back to secretaries and how powerful they are, how they sort of control the boss's schedule, then you could start realizing that subordinates do have power. You have the power to mess up a project. The boss may tell all the people to do this or that, right? But if they don't do a good job, yeah, then what, right? It'll be on the boss, right? When it all collapses, right? When the submarine fails, when it actually goes underwater. The secretary is powerful because she controls the schedule. You may think she just does manual work, data entry, putting in appointments, but say she decides to not enter your appointment and the boss doesn't show up, then what? That's why many interview candidates are taught to be very nice to the secretary. You have to send her a thank you letter afterwards. She's your ticket to the boss, basically, right? I remember Gary Larson and his story. He drew Farside. It's a really popular comic, mostly like one box. I think it's hilarious. It's all these animals and they make all these jokes and stuff. Very insightful into the human condition. 
Well, he was trying to get published in a bigger newspaper. He went to San Francisco. And he kept trying to get in to see the boss, and he couldn't. Because he had to get past the secretary. She didn't just allow anybody in. She said, yeah, she'll give it to the boss, but she never did. She holds the power. She's the gatekeeper. But we don't talk of them that way. Gatekeeper sounds much more powerful than secretary. But the subordinates do have power. And the idea that subordinates don't have power is obviously destroyed by the story of Terrapin the turtle versus the deer. Terrapin the turtle is a turtle. He doesn't run. He walks and not very fast. It's their version of the tortoise and the hare. So in the Western version, the white man version, tortoise and the hare, tortoise prevails because the tortoise keeps on trying. Perseverance is key. The hare just says, ah, I'm so fast, ah, lazy, take a nap, and then ends up losing, right? That's the moral of the story. But in their version, it's different. The deer is much faster, and the deer keeps on running. But guess what? The deer doesn't win because the turtle cheated. It's not the deer didn't run. Not the deer was lazy, took a nap. No, the deer did what it could, but it just couldn't beat the turtles because they cheated. So to the deer, all the turtles looked the same. And so Terrapin just placed his family members, extended relatives here and there so the deer would see them every now and then. He just walks out the end before the deer comes and walks across the finish line and he wins. And deer is amazed how the turtle could be so fast. And the answer is the turtle cannot be. It just doesn't have the ability. It cheated. If there is an official, they'd rule the race invalid. But in life, there is no official. Well, it depends whether you think God is an official. So the thing is, Wyatt Walker actually played that game too. You know, black people realize that white people can't tell them apart. If it's obvious, like man or woman, maybe. But when it's not obvious, huh, they all look the same, right? I mean, if you live with them, maybe you'll do better. But it's the idea that, you know, human beings are trained to do what they're trained to do. And so if you grew up around black people, even if you're not black, you'll tell them apart very easily because you learned since little how to distinguish them. For me, that wasn't the case. And so when I went to South Africa. I was commenting to my cousin, hey, is, did I see that guy before? And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, oh. I thought he was the same guy, but yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. It's like how they say all Asians look alike. If you grow up not with many Asians, yeah, they do look alike. White people don't look alike, though, because you see them on TV. Even No matter where you are in the world, everybody has TV nowadays. But the other thing is, blacks also know the white nuances because they're their masters. They have to know when they're unhappy, when they're upset, when they're happy, when they're cheery. When they're joking, they can see the crinkle of the eye, the curling of the lip. But the white people don't care about the nuances of the black people because they don't care how their subordinates feel. Well, they just have a job to do. I don't really care whether they're happy or not about the job, right? The power people don't have to know how the people below them feel. Now, if they were good, they should. I remember my boss telling me a story not so much a story as a lesson, but he was telling me that, you know, this was my first job out of college. He was an engineer 
I didn't think he would be good in management. And I don't know how he is practically, but he at least had the philosophy down. He said, look, my job is not to tell you what to do. My job is to present to you what the plan is and to get your input. And to try to convince you that this is the best idea. Because yes, I technically have the power to command you to do something. But if you are begrudgingly doing it, you're not going to do a good job. And then what's the point? We're programmers, and yes, there is a difference between a programmer who does a good job and a programmer who does shoddy work. But going back to White Walker, there's a story of how he was called to be in court, and you can't really lead protests and stuff when you're in court, right? So he just sent somebody else. Judge and not a difference. They all have the same, right? They're black people. But what really was different is how they orchestrated this thing, this picture that changed the course of American history. So they knew that they had to make a big impact. The problem is people get bored. Yeah, we all know that. Today, people have very short attention spans. But we knew that even back 50 years ago. So there's a lot of events that captures the public's attention. Tornado, natural disasters, hurricane, blah, blah, blah. Coronavirus right now. Right? Well, sometimes people get bored and they lose interest in one thing when a new thing comes along. And that's the thing. They need to make a big impact in the U.S. to get everybody's attention because people are losing interest in this movement. He was in Albany, Georgia, and nothing happened there. Birmingham was sort of their last stand. They needed to make something happen here. And the question is, when you say something happened, you mean something really happened or something fake happened? See, fake news was not just invented. Fake news was invented in the 1960s by Martin Luther King and his crew, Wyatt Walker. See, their goal was to get something that captured the public's attention, a photo splashed across all the newspapers in the world that sways the public opinion. To get a real photo might be difficult, but a fake one? Well, see, they didn't have Photoshop back then. So they had to get one photo that looks like it's telling a certain story, portraying a certain narrative. Who cares whether it really is or not? And they got it. It's pictured here in a book. A man standing, calm, officer, sending a dog to attack him. Wow, they really are cruel. They're demeaning to black people. I mean, isn't it obvious the way they already treated them? But this really puts it into puts it in perspective, makes it clear, focused. The New York Times published it across three columns on the front page. Every major paper did. The officials, Kennedy, Dean Rusk, everybody was embarrassed, appalled. This is a boy in the set of Gandhi, just saying, "Take me." Nonviolence, and guess what? It's a trick, because it's completely wrong. See, that day, the story was, they're there protesting. The police, who had the dogs, didn't even want to be there. They're very well-educated, trained people behaved. The police was actually trying to restrain the dog. The boy actually was kicking the dog. The dog ended up with a broken jaw. But we don't know that. Most people don't know that. 
Because the story from the picture takes on a life of its own. And White Walker, they're not going to try to correct it. It's trickery. And I think that's a difficult thing for most of us to sort of accept. Is it okay to use trickery? To tell lies? To get what you want? To get what you need? Do the ends justify the means? Because their end is definitely a good end, right? Trying to get equality for black people. And Malcolm Gladwell makes a statement, and I'll just leave it at that, that you gotta use what you have. And they're just using what they have. Because they don't have anything else. End of chapter 6.